Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you look down there, where there it is, you can call me Sully. Today is the episode which we are going to be talking a little bit about the Field of Dreams game. We'll be talking about what I think is going to be a totally unpredictable result for the American League pennant, and we preview a weekend of exciting baseball. I am a television producer, comedian, writer, actor who's done a lot of things, including getting an Emmy nomination for my troubles and having a film appear in a few theaters back in 2007, and I've been a baseball podcaster since, uh, well, for over a decade now. And I've been very glad to talk a little bit about baseball here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You follow us on Twitter at Lockdown MLB Pod, St. Handle for Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. You know, there's sometimes you have classic movies that never had sequels. Sequels seem to be ubiquitous. You know, it's hard to understand having a big hit movie without having a sequel, but there have been some monster hit movies that never had a part two obviously titanic which for a long time was the biggest hit of all time never had a sequel uh, it'd be tough to come up with one unless rose got on the lusitania uh et never had a sequel et for a while was the biggest hit of all time that never that never got a sequel there have been some films which looked like it was really were Taylor made to have a sequel. It just never happened. True Lies, another James Cameron film, really looked like it was the beginning of a franchise. It just never seemed to happen. And then there's some films that were just kind of happened, kind of miraculously, and against all odds became a hit. You know, The Forrest Gump is a film like that. You know, you could probably think of how they could make a sequel to Forrest Gump, but they never did. And a film like that just was so strange that it became such a hit movie. Feel the Dreams. That's another film. Came out, was an unlikely hit. Came out in a summer where there was tons of sequels and franchise films like Batman and Indiana Jones and Star Trek and James Bond and Ghostbusters. Tons of sequels and franchises going on like crazy that summer. But some films sort of snuck through the the franchises that became very successful that summer. Harry Met Sally, Dead Poets Society, Feel the Dreams. Unlikely hit, never had a sequel. And uh, perhaps it's because it was such an unlikely hit and it was such a specific formula that made the film work for that time. There was no way you could replicate it. Which brings us to the Field of Dreams game from last night. Now, look it. The Field of Dreams game, I happen to be a fan of the movie Field of Dreams. I know a lot of people hate it. And I actually understand why people hate it. I, I saw it at the perfect time to see it with my 
with my parents at a time when I was totally unexpecting the film. But, you know, I get why people don't like it. I happen to like it. I was a bit skeptical and, uh, excuse me, I scratched my nose, perhaps a little cynical last year when I heard they were going to be doing a game at the location of Field of Dreams. I thought, eh, what are you doing? But it turned out to be a wonderful thing. It was a wonderful spectacle. It was a great advertisement for baseball. You had the White Sox, of course, Shoeless Joe from the movie was a member of the White Sox. And they wore the uniforms from that era. They played the Yankees, uh, who were not wearing the uniforms from 1990, but were wearing kind of old-time 1930s jerseys. And they, they, Kevin Costner came out, and they kind of recreated the moment of the players coming out of the, the cornfield. And it was fun, and it was unusual. It was a little quirky. And it, it made for a great celebration of baseball in a year where we needed it, big time. And baseball needed it, especially after the COVID season. It was fun. And the other thing was the Yankees were a 90-some-odd win team that year that went to the wild card game. The White Sox were a 90-some-odd win team that wound up winning the division. So there were two good teams, and the finale was tremendous with the Yankees hitting those game-tying and go-ahead home runs in the top of the ninth inning into the cornfield, and then the White Sox rallying and getting a walk-off home run from Tim Anderson in the bottom of the ninth. You couldn't script a better ending than they had for that. It was just wonderful. And when it happened, it was like, you know what? That was probably a one-of-a-kind, one, you know, a, a unique way to celebrate baseball in that manner that we'll probably never see again, which led to the follow-up, the sequel between the Reds and the Cubs. Now, look at it was, a, it was an okay game. 4-2 to two was the final. The Reds rallied late. They couldn't quite cut it all the way. I, it wasn't a bad game, but the game between Boston and Baltimore was more exciting that was going on at the same time. And the tricks and the gimmicks that they had with the old-timey stadium and everything like that, you know it, it felt stale. It was very cool last year. It felt a little stale. They had the opening thing with Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. coming out of the cornfield, having the dad, let's have a catch moment. That was nice. I liked that. Okay. Um, the best part was actually the fact that they mic'd up Joey Votto, the single funniest player in baseball. Uh, they should do more stuff like that because he's hilarious. Uh, I stand by they should have the Toronto Blue Jays in the game because of the fact that they have so many sons on that team. You could have Vladimir Guerrero Sr. and Jr. having a catch, and Kevin Biggio and uh, Bo Bichette and Loris Gurriel Jr. all there and their their fathers in the stands. You know, uh, the, another big problem with the game was the fact that the Cubs stink and the Reds stink. This is a totally consequential game. In a year where there's so many teams in contention and so many, so many combinations of potentially interesting teams, you have the Reds and the Cubs. I understand why it's the Reds and the Cubs. I do. You know, there's a, they wanted the Chicago connection. They had the White Sox last year. There's a tremendous number of Cub fans in Iowa. Their top farm team is in Iowa. And when the White Sox threw the World Series, 
they did so against the Cincinnati Reds. So there's still a connection to the 1919 World Series. But you have it's basically two teams are going to lose 90-some-odd games playing a stale version of what we had last year. And, you know, I'm not complaining about the game itself. I'm not. What I would like to do is to sort of say, look at what they did last year at Field of Dreams was wonderful. Let's try something new. Let's try something different. You know, do a Bad News Bears game or something. Or, or you know, have a regular season game played in Cooperstown. Or just do something instead of trying to hit that same button that you had last year. Last year was so special that the sequel just felt a little stale. Unfortunately, the, the best one they could have done, they'd probably have a hard time doing it now because uh, the location is torn down. To have a natural, the natural, I mean, I would love to do that, have the Mets wearing like the uh, uh, the New York Knights uniforms. And they'd probably play the Pirates because, trivia fans will be warned, the Knights played in the, in the final game of the natural, the Knights played the Pittsburgh Pirates. Unfortunately, the stadium where they shot the natural, the rock pile, is no more. You know, maybe you do something like, uh, you know, what do I mean, the Sandlot? I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Have the Dodgers and, you know, the Jet, you know, watching the game. Have a dog right beyond right field. I don't know. There's, there's things you could do. But the, the the sports movie that came to mind, actually, when I was thinking about this, is a uh, a Ron Shelton written film. Now, Ron Shelton wrote and directed my favorite baseball movie of all time, which is Bull Durham. Have a major league game played in uh, Durham and have Costner and Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon and, you know, everyone else still there. Friend of the podcast, Jenny Robertson, who played Millie. But there's another film that Ron Shelton wrote. It was called The Best of Times, uh, which is a... Uh, he didn't direct it. It's a flawed film with its heart in the absolute right place. In the 80s, it was one of those films they played on cable over and over again, starring Kurt Russell and Robin Williams. And the premise of the film was Robin Williams and Kurt Russell were high school friends who were on the football team together, and Robin Williams is haunted by the fact that he made a critical fumble in the high school football game, and he's never lived it down. And he's trying to get the uh, reassemble the two teams to play a rematch to essentially redeem himself. Uh, it's a you know Robin Williams is great. You know he's always funny, and you know I happen to be a fan of Kurt Russell. It's a it's a sweet flawed film that if you're flipping around, you can do worse. But I'll tell you why I was thinking about that. To do a best of times game where you assemble. Listen to me. You assemble the 1994 Expos with Moises Alou and Pedro Martinez and Larry Walker and Marquise Grissom and everyone on that team. And the 1994 Yankees with Don Mattingly and Wade Boggs and Paul O'Neill and Mike Stanley and all of them. And you have Felipe Alou manage one. And you have Buck Showalter manage the other. And the reason I'm bringing that up, because at the time of the strike, which was right around now, mid-August of 1994, the Montreal Expos had assembled the greatest team in their franchise history. 
And the Yankees, who had stumbled and bubbled all through the 1980s, had finally assembled a pennant winner. And at the time of the strike, they were the two best teams in the respected leagues. Montreal was starving for a title, and so were Yankee fans. And it was probably going to be a great World Series. And there was a lot of people who never got another shot at it. Don Mattingly never got a chance to play the World Series. Felipe Alou never got a chance to manage the World Series. Same thing with Showalter. All these things. Mike Stanley, who played so many years with the Yankees, just happened to miss the World Series years. Reassemble them. And have them play the 1994 World Series, a la the best of times. Now, excuse me as I keep itching my nose a little bit here. The fact of the matter is I know they can't do that, but I think it would be fun to try. And tell me you wouldn't watch it, that we settle the 1994 World Series. We play it in Montreal and in the Bronx. Best of times, this. That's what I'm saying. And look at if they do that. Look at it's. It'll be just fun. Give it a shot, and it's a surefire bet. We're all going to watch it and all get into it like we did the Field of Dreams game last year. If you're going to make any bets, go to BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn about the action happening today. Bet Online is where the game starts. And hey, did you know that the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to diets rich in unhealthy processed foods and constant exposure to thousands of man-made environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. But now it is easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting supernutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract. And they turn it into a toxin-flushing, fat-burning machine by waking up a sluggish liver. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable indigestion, and no more feeling low on energy all the time. And best of all, Liver Health Formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long-term. Now, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free and get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit is a safe, all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods. It makes for the perfect complement to Liver Health Formula. Go to liver, getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. That's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of curb fit with your order. Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to get started. Now, I had mentioned that the Red Sox and the Orioles played a much more interesting game uh, than the Field of Dreams game. And it's true. The Red Sox and Orioles went back and forth. Uh, the Red Sox wound up winning that game 4-3. to three. 
Uh, Schreiber got the save. Eric Cosmer, remember him? I, I still find it really, really weird that Eric Cosmer is a member of the Boston Red Sox, but but I digress. Final score, five to uh, four to three. And with that, Baltimore fell out of a tie for an American League wildcard spot because very briefly, the Baltimore Orioles, the Orioles were tied for a playoff spot with the Rays as they were idle yesterday because of a rain delay. And the Rays lost for at least for one day, the Orioles had a spot. And do you know what? The Twins, every single game since the Memorial Day had been in first place or had been a a playoff team. And they've fallen out partly because the Guardians have played just great baseball. And once again, even though they blew the lead in the ninth inning, uh, they beat Detroit, and they are in first place by themselves on top of the Central. The White Sox could have really made it interesting if they've won the last couple of games too. But Cease, who, by the way, is putting together a Cy Young contender season with Chicago, lost to Grinky, and the White Sox have fallen all the way to 500. But they're one modest win streak away from getting back into it. And with the Astros at Framber Valdez beating Texas, the Yankees, who people were wondering, is this going to be a 110, 115-win team, have now fallen behind the Astros. The Astros are now tied in the loss column and one ahead of the win column. Uh, so they have control of their destiny to have home field advantage in the American League playoffs and the ALCS. The Mariners have a uh, are in the wild card by a game and a half. Uh, and the you know the Rays are hanging on by their fingernails, and the Jays are have the top wild card spot as of this recording, but only by two games over the Mariners, actually a game and a half. And Baltimore is knocking on all of their doors, as is Minnesota for that matter. The Red Sox have to go on a big winning streak. What I'm saying is. The picture of the American League, which just a few weeks ago looked crystal clear. The Yankees were the best team. The Astros had a shot to you know make it interesting. The Twins were cruising along in first place. And some combination of Tampa and uh, Minnesota was going to fill out the rest of the wild card. And maybe Boston as well. Now, the Yankees, who have played badly for the last month and they don't look very good they've lost eight of their last 10 games they've lost their last three series and yes they're still on pace to win 100 some odd games but they don't look like they certainly don't have the bullpen depth they have earlier in the season they don't have the rotation depth they had earlier in the season and their lineup is not as reliable with Giancarlo Stanton out they're beatable you know, just listen to Stacey Gotsoulias on Locked On Yankees, and you will hear a Yankee fan who has her ear to the railroad track and is saying, oh, my God, this looks like a team like last year now. You know, it would be really interesting, and, I'll, and I should probably do this over the weekend, to take the Yankees record from the 4th of July of last year to the end of the year to right around the 4th of July this year. You'd probably have a team that won 110 games. And then you take a look at the from before and after before the fourth of July of last year and after the fourth of July this year, you'll probably have a sub five hundred team.
The Yankees have been Jekyll and Hyde. And right now, I don't know which is, is Jekyll playing well or Hyde. Better? I don't know. There's, they've been back and forth is the issue here. The Yankees are beatable, as are the Astros, who right now have the best record in the American League, but they're not invincible. The point I'm going to make here is that if there's ever going to be a year where there's a league championship series that makes you go, huh? Remember when the league championship series one year in 2002 was between the Angels and the Twins? When all year long, it was the Yankees and the A's who dominated the American League. Remember a few years in, a few years after that, the ALCS was between the A's and the Tigers. Or a few years, uh, or one year after that, the NLCS was Colorado versus Arizona. Every once in a while, you have a couple of teams in the league championship series that make you scratch the top of your head. And... This strikes me as going to be one of those years. You're going to see if there's ever been a year where there's going to be an unlikely team winning the division series and filling out the ALCS card, it's this year. If there's ever going to be a year where a third-place team or something like that winds up going to the World Series, it's this year. Because the two dominant teams in the American League are beatable. And you have these teams that just gets super hot at the right time. The Orioles have had a couple of stretches where they just cannot lose. The Mariners have had a couple of stretches where they just cannot lose. Toronto's had stretches where they look fantastic. Cleveland's had some stretches. Cleveland has terrific pitching, and their hitting's not bad. This is going to be a year where the team in the American League is going to be a, huh? Now, I stand by that if a team not named the Mets or the Dodgers are in the World Series represented in the National League, I will be absolutely stunned. But I think it is a complete coin toss for all these teams in the AL, which makes making the playoffs more critical than ever. To climb into even that third wild card spot, you have to knuckle down. And when you have a team like the Orioles, who right now are half a game out, They've got to knuckle down. And I, you know, I just wish that the trade deadline hadn't passed because I think they could acquire a couple players like, I don't know, Trey Mancini or maybe Lopez for their bullpen. They were sellers at the at the deadline. And now they have a chance. It's mid-August, and they're half a game out of a playoff spot. They were sellers at the deadline. They could wind up going to the World Series. That's how strange all of this is. And it's just, and, you know, and some team, some unlikely team is going to give their fan base a chance for memories that they'll keep for the rest of their lives. And who knows, maybe even a ring. And guess what? If you're ready to pop the question or celebrate a milestone moment, you can find jewelry as unique as the one you love with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. BlueNile has simple online tools that help you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity with as well as a setting style, Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the BlueNile.com anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on all purchases of $500 or more. So, 
say, and uh, can you get 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces at 25% on engagement ring settings? Shop stress-free. Find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Okay, it is now going to be the weekend, and we have some interesting matchups going on, going on throughout baseball. First of all, you have the Guardians and the Blue Jays. The Guardians are trying to get a stranglehold on the American League Central and have home field in that wild card round. The Blue Jays are trying to stay alive in their race there. The Padres, who are starting to hit, the things didn't click initially, but they are starting to hit. You're starting to see the offense come together, and they have the perfect elixir to any slump, and that is they're going to play the Washington Nationals. The Braves got a huge punch to the gut, not just the Mets series from last week, but it looks like Freed is going to be out for a little bit. They don't have a starter listed against the Marlins. The Orioles versus the Rays, right then and there, whoever wins tomorrow is going to have a wild card spot. Baltimore wants to shock everybody and play in the postseason, and the Rays are giving the ball to Corey Kluber. The Mets and the Phillies, the Phillies are on a wild winning streak. The Mets are on a wild winning streak. Something's got to give, and Max Scherzer is on the mound. The Mets have answered every question and every challenge all year long. The White Sox got to start winning if they want to climb back into this American League Central race. Kopech is going up against Norris as the White Sox are allowing the Tigers to visit. Uh, the Yankees, Red Sox, you know what? That used to mean something. It used to be really super exciting. Herman versus Eovaldi. That's a coin toss right now. The Yankees have not been playing well. The Red Sox haven't been playing well either, but they won the other night against uh, the uh uh, Baltimore Orioles. So we'll see how Eovaldi does. Uh, the Mariners are looking to keep their spot in the wild card. Kirby is going up against the Texas Rangers. The Dodgers and Gonsolin. Look, I'm not a big fan of the win-loss record, but 13-1 and is impressive no matter what you do. And the Dodgers are on a wild winning streak. They're playing 700 baseball right now. And they're going to Kansas City. And uh, they're probably going to pick up a few more wins there. The A's and the Astros are always an interesting series. Uh, Garcia is going up against Olier. Olier, I don't know. He's not having a great year. Uh, the A's are th- God, they're 30 games under 500, but are always a pain in the neck. And so the Astros are going to see what's going on there. A fight for the National League Central. This might be the most intriguing matchup of the weekend. Uh, Montgomery. God, how could the Yankees get a pitcher like Montgomery? He's going up against Lauer. Cardinals and the... Brewers, if the Brewers win, they leapfrog the Cardinals for first place. Um, the Rockies and the D-backs, the Reds and the Cubs are playing out the string. So are the Giants and the Pirates. And the Twins are trying to get back into the American League Central race. And they're going to Anaheim, which is always a good thing. So, hey, sorry for the sniffles, everyone. Have a little bit uh weather here has been a little strange and it kicks up your pal Sully's allergies. But... Oh boy, let's go. Let's it's gonna be the time to really get into this because we're seeing some pennant races really spark in a super fun manner. As we're now in the middle of August. We're in the middle of August, which means things are getting real. And if you are a playoff team in the middle of August, then guess what? You may be giving your fans the greatest gift you could give them, which is an entertaining summer. So Follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on both Instagram and on Twitter. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. 
trying to come up with other ways to have fun, unique games other than just recycling Field of Dreams and seeing that the American League pennant is up for grabs. This is Locked On MLB. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.